Hello and welcome to another edition of Feed Ace Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino and I'm your host and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. You know, today we are afraid to say a lot of things. A lot of people are. I'm not. Uh, and my guest today is not. He is unafraid to speak. My guest today is Jordan Sarmo. Jordan is a podcaster and a doing all around great, great stuff. Jordan, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Jerry. Appreciate it. Really do. Yeah. So, you know, I connected with you just to give some props to Christine Yergin. She, I, I had her on my show. She's a great, great person doing great work. Love Christine. She said, you got to get with Jordan. I said, give me his info. I'll connect <laughs> with them. And, and I obviously, you know, always do my research and, and look into everything. And I saw what you're doing and it's great, great stuff. So you had your podcast is called Speak Truth Without Fear, correct? So tell me your sort of backstory, you know, your life, your, you know, how you got to the point of saying, I'm doing a podcast and this right. is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, I never thought that I would be talking about politics or on a daily basis or even a weekly basis. Um, I've been a musician and a music producer my whole life. Uh, worked in the music industry, lived in Los Angeles for the last eight years. I've uh, been in music since I was like 16. Um, and politics is something that just started. I mean, I started the podcast six months ago in April. Um, but the way that it started was, I mean, obviously... I, I voted for Trump in 2016. I experienced cancel culture for the first time in that because living in Los Angeles, working in the music industry, um, that was the first time I'm like, whoa, I lost gigs. I lost money. People treated me completely differently just from me telling people that I was supporting Donald Trump. Um, and so from that moment, I made, I remember I made one post for an artist that a lot of people would know. I'm not going to say the name, but um and I made one post in my support for Trump. I was at one of his events and I did not realize the backlash that I would get. I lost gigs, lost events from that. And I was like, holy crap. And I never talked about Trump again, never talked about politics. So it's, it's funny. I, I was the complete opposite. You know, with my close friends, I was very loud and vocal, but obviously because my money was affected to it, um, I was a lot more quiet about it because I was scared of cancel culture. And um, which a lot of people are, but now I think we're we're in a t completely different day because November third happened. Well, really, you had the COVID lockdowns, and you know I started getting red pilled majorly in a whole new way. Where I was like, hold on a second, this I have to speak up. What's going on? Where I was living in Los Angeles at the time, and during the lockdowns, I mean, we couldn't go to the beaches, we couldn't go to the parks. The only thing that you could actually do is go to a golf course, and I picked. That's why I picked up golf uh, last year. Um, but I'll never forget when the mayor of LA said, all right, if anyone has more people than, uh, they're allowed in their house, more than three guests in their house, we are going to call the police. We are asking our neighbors to snitch on you and bring your neighbor and have your neighbors call the police. And if they don't do that, we will shut. If they don't leave, we will shut off their electricity. I'll never forget that moment. And that was like the eye-opening, holy crap, this is not about my health. And from that moment on, I started really questioning everything. November 3rd happened, election gets stolen. Now I'm like, you know, oh my goodness, I'm, I study every affidavit. I study what, what happened in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Georgia and um, uh, Maricopa County and all, all over the country. And that was just the moment where I'm like, I don't even care right now about music. I don't even care about what's going on. All I care right now is if we lose our freedom and we lose what 
you know, thousands and thousands of people died for, then what good is is any is anything that we're doing today? So that's kind of what got me launched into this whole uh, speak truth without fear, and uh, we started this back in April. So it's been a new thing. I, I love your story because I think your your story is my story, and your story is is the story of so many other people out there uh, that um, maybe were already you know, of a conservative minds mindset. I think there were a lot of people that weren't, but then saw that some of the things that you saw that this is not about health. Uh, you, you know, you, you can't even talk about hydroxychloroquine or any, anything outside of what they tell you to, or, or they censor, you know, why, why would you censor information, you know, uh, yeah. on, on this stuff? Why, why would they be so hypocritical and saying, you know, you can't gather it, and they literally go to a dinner where nobody's wearing a mask, you know, if it was so awful and so fearful, they wouldn't do it. And it, it's, it's been eye opening. Uh, I completely agree with you and I love what you're doing. So thank you uh, on your podcast or, or, or part of your, your group, your organization, you guys are doing a, a constitution study. You're actually offering a course to people that they can take. And I love that there, there's so much you can benefit. Tell us about that and how people can find it and be a part of it. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing that I kept hearing from everybody was, you know, there's two, two main common themes. One, people feel alone, they feel isolated. And the other thing, they didn't know their rights. So they, no one had really had the courage and boldness to really stand up for what they believe in. That's kind of what we experienced with COVID and people's businesses are being forced to shut down. We saw this federal overreach. We're seeing it now with OSHA um, and these vaccine mandates. And so for me, I'm like, man, I like, what are my rights? I started asking these questions within myself. Yeah, I've, I know about the constitution. I know that they don't, I believe, and I know that this is unconstitutional what they're doing, but do I know where it says it in the book? And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I was like, there's two problems that I want to solve. Number one is I want more community. I want to meet other like-minded individuals. And number two, I want to learn my rights uh, and learn from each other. So we started a, a platform called the, you know, our fearless uh, community platform. We have our own platform. Uh, for just our members. We have about 110 members in our community. We just launched it earlier this month. And we do a lot of courses and classes together. And one of them is the constitution course every single Wednesday night. Now, as a member, you get all the archives as well. But every Wednesday night, myself and about 45 other members from our community, we, uh, we're doing a hybrid learning. We have a, a book that we made, some of our teammates called the Constitution Simplify that you get, which is kind of the constitution broken down into like what it says and what it really means in a modern day, very simple, easy way to learn. Uh, but we're also taking Chrissy Ann Hall's course. We're taking one of the courses from Hillsdale College Constitution 101. We're kind of like merging these three courses together with our study guide and with our booklet. And we're going through it together. We're re- we give homework. We have a study guide, and we I'm doing I'm taking the course with them. The only difference is I'm watching a lot of the courses and developing what we're going to watch together two or three days before on that Wednesday night. Uh, so we're we're going through it together. We're doing it as a community, and then we have breakout sessions for about 25 minutes at the end of the class, which is my favorite part. And you know we'll have 45 people in this room, kind of like a room that we're in right now, and we'll break out into eight or nine different breakout rooms with five or six people, and we'll have a couple different questions. And people are asking, "Hey, how can I apply what we learned today in this Constitution course to our own life?" Um, like one person, Sherry, uh, she said two nights ago or on Wednesday night, yeah, two nights ago, she said, "Man, if I knew." What I knew now about the state constitution and the sheriff and how you know the the federal overreach, I would never have let 
I would not have complied when they shut down my gym earlier last year. Uh, and if this happens again, these are the steps that I know I'm going to take. And these are the things that I learned. So it's, it's awesome. So in order to uh, check it out, you can go to uh, speaktruthwithoutfear.com. If you want to know specifically about the constitution, speaktruthwithoutfear.com slash constitution. Um, and you'll, you'll see a, there's a five minute promo video. I talk about the course and everything that we do inside the platform. Sorry. That was a long answer. <laughs> no, I love it. I think people should do it. I know there's a lot of, you mentioned Hillsdale, love Hillsdale, been there myself, um, to the school, uh, great people there and they, yeah. they, they do all sorts of things. And it, you know, it's really a shame that this is the type of stuff that should be taught in school. Right. Yep. And it's and it's not. And there's so much that's not. And unfortunately, there's so much that is taught that isn't right. And uh, we almost have to like re reteach ourselves. I know I have because I, you know, I wasn't uh, in, engaged in the Constitution until into well into college. And that was only on my own. It wasn't anyone, right. any course. Um, so, uh, you know, a question I have is and you may have you know partially answered this is when as you've been studying uh, the constitution. And I think I, I watched one of your episodes, your podcast episodes where you talked about being reading in or in the midst of reading the federalist papers. What has surprised you? Has there any been anything in what you've been reading or studying that you said, wow, I didn't really know that or understand that. And, and now I do something maybe that was more eye-opening than others. I think one of the main things I've noticed is that our state constitution actually gives us and protects our rights more than the U.S. Bill of Rights, like more of the federal on the federal side. And the whole mirage, you know, we always focus. And I, I think this has been like a psyop, so to say, where we focus so much on federal elections um, and now realizing that all the power really is to the states. I didn't realize the agreement that the states and the federal government gave. And so, you know, had I known what I know now, I would be so much more focused on local elections, your mayor, your, your, your county commissioner, your sheriff, your sheriff, the role of a sheriff has so much power. And if we knew what the role of a sheriff really had, um, we would, we wouldn't look at the, honestly, the president and these federal elections and all the millions, hundreds of millions of dollars that go into these federal elections, such a waste of money when you can see. The reason why Biden cannot stand DeSantis because anything that Biden's trying to implement, it's not really he can't force it on Florida because the governor of Florida is saying, no, it's not allowed. I am over the state of Florida. And really, I mean, the way that our constitution has been are these these contracts, this constitutional comp or this compact contract has been created is really like we are each state is basically like its own country, like the UK or France. Um, and we have our own state constitution. And so I think really we've we've been bought into the mirage that federal elections is what's matter when really it's all about the local. And one example is, um, you know, in our compliance, like, for instance, let's say, Jerry, I stole your car and you were gone on vacation for three or four weeks and you're you're on vacation. I steal your car. I stole it from your garage and I'm driving your car. You come back and realize your car stolen and you find out that I stole it. Do you have to sue me to in order to get your car back? No, because you have the title. You can go directly to the authority and say, hey, I own the authority. I own this car. You don't have to sue me to get your property back. You need to take go to the go to the sheriff and the sheriff will take care of it because you are the owner um, of that of that property. But it's so funny that our states have complied so much with the federal government 
when it comes to, for instance, federal overreach. We have OSHA and the vaccine mandates. And every time our states, our governors actually say, you know what, we're going to sue the federal government. It's actually complying. Because if, if you think about it, why do we have to sue something when we never gave them that, that right in the first place? The federal government was never given that authority. And it's like literally saying, we're going to sue you. And by the way, the judge is your, is your dad. The, it's the court and the place in the city it's going to be in. It's all, these are all elected federal and federal court, federal judges. It's like their own family, but we're going to go back and it makes literally no sense. What needs to happen is saying, no. It's not happening. We're just going to ignore you guys. We're not going to comply. And we, I'm at me as Governor DeSantis. This is what you know. This is what's going to happen for the state of Florida. The suing, it's it's again, it's a part. It's really a part of the compliance. And I think that we have to really take back what is ours. Say no to the federal government because all these three letter agencies that were created to protect us. The government was created to protect to secure our rights. And what's now happening is these three letter agencies are used as a weapon to take our rights. And it's one of the biggest things I've learned from the last, our first three weeks in this class. Yeah, man, you, you said it so right. And I've talked about it before is that we really have to take control at the state level and, and our local, more local level, because we have greater ability to, to do that, right? At the federal level, we're subject to, you know, I'm here in Ohio, you're in Florida, right? And, and yep. we're subject to what Nancy Pelosi and the speak the Speaker of the House dictates in a sense, or right. what bills she puts forward, and it's yeah, it's crazy, and I, I completely agree. It was with never supposed said. to be that way, no. man. It was never supposed to be that way. Right, e- exactly, exactly, and that's why people need to study the Constitution and really understand not only what it is, but why. It's not just yep. something that a bunch of people said. Hey, oh yeah, let's throw this in here. There's rhyme and reason to everything they put in, including things like the Second Amendment. Right? I mean, there's it wasn't just done so people can go hunting. It right. was it was done for reasons. So definitely study that. Go to Speak Truth Without Fear. And, .com and, and sign up for the course. I, I would highly recommend it. Let's talk about one other area of your studying of the Constitution and, and you know, answer this as best you can as far as you know, in reading the Constitution, what we're, we get a lot nowadays is, well, all those writers of the Constitution, they were slaveholders, right? Thomas Jefferson was a slaveholder. And sure, no one's denying these various right. things. But a lot of people are, are saying, that our country was founded on, well, the first, first they'll say genocide, right? Of the Indians, right, um, right. slavery, we're founded upon slavery. So we're just this horrible, wretched country started by slave owner, white men. Uh, what do you say to that as you have studied the constitution? It's so interesting. I mean, there's a couple of things. Um, number one, it's funny who sold the slaves to the white men. It was actually black people. Um, so like when you actually really look at the history and say, you know, again, our founding fathers weren't the only per- people that have like, I feel like the media makes us feel like Americans are the only ones, the founding of America are the only ones that ever had slaves. If you go back to the Bible, <laughs> like we're talking Genesis and Exodus, Israel, they were slaves. The, the Jews were slaves to the Egyptians that we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. So it's so funny that again, it's all it always makes us feel that you know America are the only people that have ever owned slaves. That's the first thing. But but more than that, it, this is just a it's a way to demonize and kind of destabilize and demoralize our country. And the reason why is because America and has made so many ways to 
uh, pay back and and um, acknowledge the things that what we have done. And uh, the one analogy I always use is this kind of like Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan, if I if I went to you, Jerry, and I was like, Jerry, I'm gonna I want you to watch this one month of film of Michael Jordan when he played basketball over his entire career. For the next month, every day, I'm gonna give you an hour long video and you watch him play. And every video that you watch, it's all of his misses, it's all of his mistakes, it's all of his failures, it's all it's everything bad that you it's when he when he didn't make the high school basketball team. It's all of those different areas. Then you come back. I'm like, what do you think about Michael Jordan? You're like, bro, he sucks. He's the worst. Everything about him. He couldn't make a shot. He, he couldn't even make the high school basketball team. There's how did this guy make the NBA? He's the worst. Then I show you the other 95% of how he got better, what he, the changes that he made, everything that he did now to get where he is, where now he is the best basketball player ever. And now when you look at the whole big picture, you're like, oh my gosh. And so what we tend to do, the media tends to do is they focus on this one little bad part of our history. Yes. Was it bad? Yes. Did we learn from our mistakes? Yes. But we don't want to talk about what we learned from and how we have advanced and gotten better. We are the least racist country ever. Now the tension is the highest thanks to the media. The tension is the highest thanks to our politicians. Um, but I never the things the things that the talks about we have about race nowadays. I have never when I grew up when I was younger and I saw black kids, I saw Spanish kids, Asian kids. I played basketball with them. Never in my mind once did the color of their skin ever cross my mind. Now I think about it all the time because it's it's been it's been used as a wedge to divide this country and everything is perspective. So it really does come down to having a victor and a victim mindset and really looking at the entire big picture when it comes to America itself. Yeah, for sure. I love, I love that Michael Jordan analogy. That's so true. It really is, is that, you know, we tend to look at the negative and I always ask people, you know, say, okay, let's say you're hundred percent right. And all this racist stuff, racist past and stuff. What do you want? What do you want to do now? You want to right. go back in time? You have a way to go back in time. But if we really wanted to eradicate symbols of slavery and racism, we would eliminate the Democrat Party because yep. they were the ones, not every American, just the people that were part of the Democrat Party. So, all right. So let's go on to something else that uh, is recent. So we're recording this on uh, November 5th. So just a matter of a couple days ago, uh, we had an election in Virginia and New Jersey and some other special elections all throughout the country and local levels. So we, we had some some crazy things happen. A Virginia governor uh, that won solidly yeah. in, in a solidly, normally solidly Democrat state that voted for Biden by 10 points. If they were all legal votes, who knows? But nevertheless, he, that that's typically the case. Tell me what you think happened and why. What happened was one year of a Biden regime in the White House. I mean, that's what happened. Also, the exposing of what happened in Loudoun County. Um, I think over the last year, we have seen the, the largest federal overreach in the last nine months where people are starting to wake up from the vaccine mandates. Uh, but more than that, um, I mean, the fact that parents started getting targeted by the FBI and the Justice Department for... Find, finding out about porn in their kids' books, finding out about their ch be, children being lied to about, you know, we had Loudoun County, you had a situation in Loudoun County that really sparked off a lot of this debate where you had a transgender boy rape 
a high school student in a woman's locker room. Loudoun County School Board found out about it, lied, sent the transgender boy to another school, and he raped another girl again. And they covered everything up. Um, that is a problem. And the biggest problem is that that's just one story that we found out because it got exposed. How many more stories across the country is ha- how many more Loudoun counties are there across the country? And parents are now waking up to this. You, you have that, you have the masking on the children, people, parents are starting to realize, holy crap, I don't have authority over my own kids of what they're being taught. So now kids are starting to, pu- I mean, parents starting to pull their kids out of school. I mean, there's so many issues, with the critical race theory, masking of the children. Um, but one thing that I noticed is that's the most encouraging from this past Tuesday night with Virginia, New Jersey, the momentum's on our side, man. It really is. The momentum is on our side. The movement is strong. I've never seen so much energy in the, not, I don't want to say Republican party because I don't want to give the Republican party credit because it's pretty split, but the conservative movement is strong. I've never seen parents showing up to school boards like I've ever seen before. I've never seen record number precinct committee men signing up. I don't even know what a precinct committee man was a year ago. And I, I am one now. And so ev- the parties, the, the, the movement is engaged. The parents are engaged. It's one thing when you go after the parents. It's another thing when you go after their children. And that's really what we've seen here. So I, I believe we are the majority. And there's a lot of things to look at. You have Virginia that was, what, 12, 10, 11 points for Biden a year ago. And you had like a 15-point swing just in nine, uh, le- just in one year. Uh, number two, you had, I mean, look how diverse. Talk about race. We had our, the lieutenant uh, governor, black woman, the winsome Sears, incredible. You had a Cuban uh, guy, I think, as the attorney general. I can't remember. the He, he was Cuban. Um, you have, we're divorce, we're diverse. You have New Jersey that really, again, look at Bergen County. What happened at three o'clock in the morning, 41,000 votes just popped up. They were, I mean, that's a whole nother thing. Just, we look good. Minneapolis where George Floyd situation was two years ago, they voted, they tried to get rid of the police with social workers. And they said, the city of Minneapolis said, no, why? Cause we are the majority. What happened in Seattle on Tuesday night? They, uh, the city of Seattle one year ago, Chaz, you remember Chaz? Yeah. yeah. That was just one year ago. And what did Seattle say? You know what? We're voting. We want our city attorney to be a Republican. Get take. we got too much left. We can't handle this anymore. Our city can't handle this. So what does Tuesday night tell us? One, we are the majority, even to the point where you have a liberal city like Seattle or Minneapolis where Chaz and Floyd happened. Um, and it's a really encouraging sign. And Kamala Harris said it herself. She said, the way Virginia goes, well, 2022 and 2024. So I'm I'm pretty excited about next year's midterms. Uh, yeah, next year's midterms. Yeah, we're a year away. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, in spite of what we saw this week, the problem is, is that the Democrats still have the majority in the House and the Senate. And they uh, they obviously have the presidency. Manchin was vindicated. This past oh, Tuesday. for sure he was, and and good for him. I mean, he's not perfect. What his all, all you know, his beliefs are. He should turn into a Republican, but he nevertheless, should. but you got to. He you is a Republican man. He ain't no I, socialist. Know, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with everything you said. I mean, it, and we were sitting here with people, and it always is amazing to me that people they they have this belief in socialism, for example, until they have to live it. 
And then they say, oh, crap, this is not what we want. That's what right. it seems like it appears. We don't want to defund the police. We're not a racist country. You know, wait a minute. What's all this inflation here? How is this happening until it affects you personally? You know, it's easy to be a socialist. That's why all these professors uh, in colleges who never really live in the real world are all socialists, you know, so I, I have eggs and bacon almost every single morning. It's one of my favorite meals. And my bacon used to be eight dollars and fifty cents, and now it's twelve dollars and eighty cents. It's up forty percent in nine months. My gas tank yeah. in Florida was a buck seventy, buck eighty. Now it's three twenty. We're up fifty. It's it's doubled. It's almost doubled now. So it and if if I'm noticing these things, I know everyone else is noticing these things. This isn't just some conspiracy or some Republican talking point. No, people are hurting and fl- and then inflation adds a whole another dynamic to it because people's dollars now even worth less it's it's a catastrophe it is and and you know what's what's so funny to me is that i think that it all of this just drives liberals absolutely insane because not only is everything that they believe in proving to be wrong everything that trump did and said is proving to be right Yep, exactly. 100%. Even specifically, let's talk about the border, right? I mean, everyone could see what's going on there. And uh, Trump was right about everything he said. Yep. So, uh, hey, man, this was this is a great conversation. So uh, so remind every everyone as we finish up here you know, where they can go to find your website, find the Constitution course. And then if they want to connect to you on social media and follow all the great posts and all the great stuff that you're doing, uh, let us tell us yeah. where we can find all that. All my social media, Getter, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of it is Jordan Sarmo, Jordan and then S-A-R-M-O. Uh, my organization's website is just speaktruthwithoutfear.com. And uh, the main thing that you know we're trying to do is we're trying to bring community together and by connecting and also educating with constitution course. We have we have a couple other courses that we're doing as well that we and these are live events. Uh, everything is live. It's very um, yeah, we're just we're trying to bring people together and then as well the membership community itself, it's one way that you can support what we're doing. Uh, we do four live events a week on Instagram. We do two podcasts a week, you know, on on Apple and Spotify, which you can fi- check out our podcast as well. Speak Truth Without Fear. Um, but yeah, just go check out speaktruthwithoutfear.com and give it give us a you know listen and you can connect with us there. Absolutely, please do go to all the different podcast apps and you could find Speak Truth Without Fear. And uh, you could find uh, Jordan on all the social media, too. So definitely connect to him. Jordan, thanks so much for being here, man. This was a great conversation. I hope you come back uh, again. Yeah. And, and I'm sure there'll be other topics we have very soon that we can talk about. Of course. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. And thank all of you for listening to this episode of Fides Podcast with Jordan Sarmo. Uh, check him out. Uh, speak, speak Truth Without Fear and all the great stuff he's doing. Thanks for listening to this episode and check me out on all the different podcast apps, YouTube, Rumble, and Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on rightamericamedia.com. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Take your
It's the same.